I would like to see anyone, prophet, king, or god, convince a thousand cats to do the same thing at the same time. Neil Gaiman Bending Not Breaking Season 5, Episode 4 Civil Wars Part 2 Back with another episode of Bending Back Not Breaking. Back for another episode. We're right here. We're, we're doing good. We're here. Right we're here. here. We're here. Right now. Right now. Loving we're it. doing it. Loving it. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being here. It didn't take much persuading you, though. You like doing this. I do like doing this. Very easy to persuade you on yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy. No. I feel like I was doing most of the persuading, actually. Of getting me here? I'm yeah, a, I'm a busy person. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. One of my favorite things we do. I had to persuade you, and I, life, life is a thing. You know, life is a thing. Life is a thing. Life is a thing. And we're getting to the holidays. We are. We are getting to the holidays. We have not figured that out yet. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a lot of recording here in the in the near future. Yeah, and it, it's likely that we're gonna ask you for grace and thank you for that. Yeah, might, might come out with episode. Yeah, there might, we might take a break. break. We might take. A holiday break. Who knows? Yeah, we haven't decided yet. It oh, might happen. It might not. But it depends hey. on guests. Actually, yeah. that's what we're waiting on. At the so, end of the day, <clears throat> I don't feel as bad. As, I'm not like Unalak. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not what the do villain you mean? here. Oh, you don't feel like the villain here? No. I, if we I have see. to miss an episode, I'll feel bad, but not like the way Unalak should feel. You know? Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. I'm passing judgment. It's that's a very judgy thing. I think it's a fair judgment call. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some things he's working on. Yeah. So, okay, 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 okay. Today we're talking about uh, Civil Wars Part Two. So, like we and we just had a really awesome guest, right? Last last week we had an amazing the different guest. John Oliver. Yeah, John Oliver, not the person who's the media guy. People who read the the episode title were like, I. I John Oliver's on bending not wow. breaking. Different John Oliver. No, but just as amazing though. If you know that John Oliver, like. Really? really? Why cool. not? Yeah. He voiced Zazu in The Lion King. He did. Yes. The better Lion King. Y- yes. The live action one. Anyway. Which, like, is it live action when it's majority of it, almost 99.8% of it is CGI? Can you call it live action at that point, or is That's it... That's a great question. It's still animated. It's still like, animated. Like, it's still spectacular, right? But... Yeah. And it takes skill. For sure. But can you call it live action? Uh... There is some live action. There's very in the Lion King. No, there's not. Is there? No, like a river, is about the only thing that they really. That's live, live footage. That one thing. Yeah, not ideal. Anyway, I would call it animation, but hey. Yeah. So we're talking about that episode. We already talked about it. You know, Civil Wars Part Two, but we're also talking about it through a specific lens. Yes. What's that lens? We went with. Persuasion. 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 All right. Persuade me of the definition. So, here's what I pulled up, which is not like a Webster's definition. This is a Wikipedia definition. Ooh, interesting. Changed it up. Thought it was Bold a little move. more Let's see how it turns out. 
Persuasion can attempt to influence a person's beliefs, attitudes, intentions, motivations, or behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what it is. Things that attempt to influence a person's beliefs, attitudes, intentions, motivations, or behaviors. I would also throw, like, you try to persuade, and you can persuade animals, right? Yeah, I try sure. to do that with my dog all the it time. It doesn't have to be people, right? You can persuade things. Things, yeah. Yeah. Beings. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So that means there's there's a lot there influencing all of those different aspects of the person. Nothing really to unpack, I think. Pretty cut and dry. Yeah, super cut and dry. Yeah. Well, then let's just skip this episode. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's. Everyone's got it. All right. We're gonna move to the devotion. Be persuasive. Um, yeah. What's the difference between persuasion and manipulation, or is manipulation a form of persuasion? I think in the umbrella situation, I think. Square rectangle. Manipulation would be a form of persuasion. Yeah. That's okay. that's kind of how I would I that's listeners, if you have a different construct of how that would work, let us know. Tell us. Teach us. So we can learn. Yeah. We're gonna kind of operate through the model of learning about persuasion and talking about it, and we may or may not be right. I've got some some le- I, I brought in some resources. I I brought in some you know, I've got an article I want us to look into. Some anecdotes. Yeah. You brought an article? Yeah. I'm prepared, Ben. Well, tell us about it. To be prepared for persuasion. You have be, to be prepared. prepared. More Lion King. You know Jeremy Irons didn't sing that whole song? I did know that, actually. Yeah, it comes in at the very end. Yep. Some, you know, Disney. Couldn't hit the high note. <sighs> Not like that Notre Dame high note. No, but... Underrated. I do. Underrated music. Love Jeremy Irons. Yeah. He nails it. His Scar's that, great. It's just true, as a villain. Truly exceptional. Not like great as like, well, Scar's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I love Scar. What a, well, Scar's oh, yeah. oh, what a down-to-earth yeah. lion. Um, okay. So, yes. Uh, I brought an article. So article. Let's, let's look at it. What, what article did you bring? Well, because... Because uh, I didn't read it. So, this is an article from Forbes. Forbes. I believe... Interesting. A, a magazine about money probably has a skewed bias that sounds... on what it means to be good to be persuasive. Yeah, that sounds accurate. And this author, who is a financial advisor and uh, CEO, yep. uh, but classifies himself as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I are there are entrepreneurs in the world? Absolutely. Yeah. Are there good moral entrepreneurs in the world? Sure. 100%. Is it just me, or is it kind of a red flag when someone's like, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm like, hmm. I don't know. It depends. Does that mean you want to exploit people for your own personal benefit? I Maybe, but maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, so Something the 21 principles of persuasion. This is These are the 21, 21. 21 things that are, you're going to be. Are we doing all of these? Maybe. We'll, we'll go through them fast. Okay. It will be speedy. All right, let's do it. And maybe we can look at like moments of Avatar through whether or not we agree with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. The first one is persuasion is not manipulation. That's the first one. Persuasion is not manipulation. Oh, so we're changing our thought process from earlier. I would say manipulate. I still think that that's saying like a rectangle is not a or you know a rectangle is not a square. Sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. But a square is a rectangle. Yeah. So I think that's that's how I would put that under. Manipulation is coercion through force. Persuasion is the art of getting people to do things. That are in their own best interest and your best interest. Uh, I'm already 
<laughs> I don't like I'm it. I'm already don't liking this. Yep. To persuade the persuadable. Seems black. You know, like, that seems. This is a principle of persuasion. Yeah. Persuade the persuadable. So don't try to persuade people who aren't persuadable. According to this. But what about the people that need to be persuaded that, quote, aren't persuadable? Maybe you got to find a way. We got to wait for them. I'm finding lots of flaws. Let's keep going. Context and timing is important. That seems true. <laughs> That's for, for most things in yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Context like, and timing. For everything. Um, you have to be interested to be persuaded. That seems like the same tenet as number two. Yeah, this seems... I don't know if I... I don't, uh, reciprocity more. compels. I can get behind that. Yep. Yep. That's... Yep. Yep. Persistence pays off. Persistence. Interesting. I think if someone sets a firm boundary... You should stop. You should respect <laughs> it. Yeah, respect boundaries. I feel like this can be taken the wrong way. Yeah. That's... Yep, yep. Uh, compliment sincerely. Because we're positively affected by compliments, and that'll get people to do the things you want them to do. That sounds like it could be a form of manipulation, I, but not by their definition. Okay, uh, let's keep yep. going. Uh, set expectations. Mm, I like that. Don't assume things. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. Create scarcity. You said that with a tone of voice. Create scarcity. Tell me, why did, why did you say that with such disdain? Because when reading this article, uh, we want the things because peop other people want things. If you want somebody to want what you have, you have to make that object scarce, even if that object is yourself. Huh. This, that also feels manipulative. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. That's... That has a negative connotation. If it's not scarce, then it don't make it scarce. I agree. Share it. Sharing is caring. Right. But as a means of persuasion, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not available But that I day. classify that as manipulation. I agree. Right? Especially I if you're fair. doing that with goods and services. Right? Yeah. Oh, this product that you want. Sorry, it's it's not available when I have 20, 30 of them ready to go. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, but but we need more people to do want Do we see it. Unalak do that? Mm. And here it's and here's here's what makes me think uh mentorship. Are we going to make mentorship scarce? Oh yeah, I am the only one right? who can give this to you. Correct. That's a form of creating scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Good point. And sending people away, right? Yeah. That might no be able to offer guidance later. So note, this is something that I don't recommend doing. However, it was it did work. Yeah, we're going to have conversations about I've what got highs and lows, for, like, this and is like what, we should what you do, should do, like, like means of persuasion. And again, we, we talked last week about like should not being a thing, but I, I agree. But I think I love that. Right? Don't do However, it. However, <laughs> you shouldn't use the word should. Uh, Get it? You should treat people kindly. You I think that should be like you should treat people kindly, right? You know what I mean? So interesting. Create urgency. Got to do this now. I, we, these are things that we see Unalak do. Yeah. Well, I also think creating urgency is helpful, especially if there is something that is important that needs to get done. Right. So that could almost be a tool, right? Like that is. Hey, let this me, deadline needs to get done. It's like We're let me show you why this is urgent and create that urgency so that you can see it. Now, if I falsely create urgency, all these demon spirits, then that seems manipulative. Images matter. Tell me more. Show pictures. <laughs> Oh, oh, visuals. Visuals. Okay. Visualize. Visualize, Visualize. destiny. Truth tell. Uh, yes. Tell the truth. Sure. However, <laughs> this is the what they write. Sometimes the most effective way to persuade somebody is by telling them the things about themselves that nobody else is willing to tell them. Uh, 
that sounds like it's more like on the brutally honest rather than the compassionately compassionately honest. honest yeah right interesting truth so, tell so forbes i'm not loving this build rapport rappert which like but you have to do that by mirroring mirroring and matching others hab- habitual behaviors interesting so you know actually we're going to talk about that in this episode okay i'm going to we're going to come back we'll to, that, to that but imitation is something i want to bring up behavioral flexibility Okay. It's the person with the most flexibility, not necessarily the most power, who is in control. Children are often so persuasive because they're willing to go through a litany of behaviors to get what they want. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You should not do that, though, right? (laughs) Yeah. List off like pouting, crying. Yeah. Let's throwing tantrums. Let's say that emotions are not good, and then. reprimand people for expressing them learn to transfer energy energy tell me more some people drain us of our energy while others infuse us with it the most persuasive people know how to transfer their energy to others to motivate and invigorate it sounds like they're making me as an introvert into an extrovert sometimes it's as straightforward as eye contact or physical touch that's culturally a thing and um that's something to pay attention to in your culture and also like your context. Co- uh, and Some people don't want your physical touch. Exactly. That's why I'm saying it's important to pay attention to context. Communicating clearly is key. We agree. I love communication no. and clear communication. Being prepared gives you the advantage. Be prepared. Does that not insinuate that if you're on the receiving end, then you're at a disadvantage? If someone is not prepared. Well, it says like if you're being prepared gives you the advantage in a situation where you're trying well, to be what persuasive. This is persu- the way they're framing persuasion is it's a zero-sum game in which one person will lose and the other will gain. But the first thing they said is like it should be for the other person's benefit and your benefit. But the way that was written counter is correct counter to that. Yep. So Detach and stay calm in conflict. Nobody is more effective than when they are on tilt. I think that you can be attached and stay calm amid conflict. Yeah, you need I to don't be unemotional. Think, I don't think... It says unemotional. Be I, unemotional. I disagree with that as a whole premise. Uh, use anger purposefully. Don't use emotion. And then the next one is... Use anger purposefully. Use, <laughs> use emotion. Um, okay. Most people are uncomfortable with conflict. If you're willing to escalate a situation to a heightened level of tension and conflict, then others will back down. Oh, so manipulation. So, so so I don't like this at all. Isn't this article? Why are we still using this? Because capitalism (laughs) Forbes is great. Right. And then confidence and certainty, which, yeah, I don't like certainty. Yeah, there's no absolutes. No, I just I don't think that it's good ever. And and I left this up for a couple reasons. This whole article. Yeah. I think it's important to understand the cultural that this is the cultural lens of what persuasion is. Yes. And there are millions of people yep. are being taught this in lectures and in seminars and in like company picnics. Like these are the things that people are being taught to be trainings at Fortune 500. Correct. 100%. And we're seeing some of these things that are actively harmful. I I see those things. Um and so but I think for us to recognize that culturally, this is still the mindset of what persuasion is. Now, there are things that you can do for persuasion. Because we even said it, we, we said at the beginning, we think manipulation and persuasion um, can be umbrella in the same ballpark, but can be different. I think um, so. Based off of how you are persuading, based off of your um, 
kind of approach to persuasion and the purpose behind that persuasion, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm trying to persuade all of us to get into the best solution to a problem, mm -hmm. I might have the best answer. Well, I also I, have to be recognized that I might not and someone, let someone else persuade me to the right answer. Well, what it does is it acts like what it's requiring of people in the conversation is a, a baseline of mutual purpose. I believe that we are going after the same thing and want to accomplish the same goal. If I truly believe that the other people in the room are after the same goal, then I am absolutely more willing to listen, right? Establishing mutual purpose and clarifying the end goal rather than the ego of like, no, I need to use my idea so that my thing looks better, right? That's important, right? And this goes, this is drawing from Patrick Lencioni's Five Dysfunctions of a Team, right? This is like, you must establish mutual mutual purpose, which is, that's from Crucial Accountability. There's a lot of books that we should reference. There's a lot of cool things that I can draw from. Well, and so how, right? do you, how do you argue with this? Well, like, this is what's being taught by CEOs. So who are we to argue with that? You know what I mean? I, I can argue with it. Right. I have lots of, lots of data. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's and I think that persuasion there is a there is a line of when do we let ourselves be changed where when do we let ourselves be persuaded uh, persuaded yeah when do we kind of put our foot down to continue to try to be persuasive yeah but through that there's also barriers and boundaries and things that we have to respect through processes and so well, I think you know, one of their one of their tools was don't try to persuade the person who's not looking to be persuaded. And I was like, or that's you know depending on what it is, and 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 maybe that's right. If someone's very adamant, like I, this is not the time for this conversation, then go to the other principle then, of persistence is key. Exactly right, and so like that's, and yes, leadership has always had, yeah, um, complexities to it and paradoxes, but that that article doesn't feel good, and it's what's being taught well i think what's important that was like the number one google hit article yeah i think what's important here is to distinguish between like any context right so when we come up with language language is inherently flawed because it is it is created and we are incapable of capturing everything that is that exists We're fallible as right we are fallible people yep and so anytime we attempt to do something and then claim that it encapsulates everything we are inherently going to miss yep because we are we are in our context specifically located with in like very particular um settings and inherently incapable of capturing another's experience that is outside of that that context yeah. right which is why religion is such a problem because often what happens is people claim a that their contextual understanding of god is the only god. contextual yeah right and, yep. and what happens is when you claim that your way is the right way as a fallible person you are creating an ideology that is inherently idolatrous and that's something that is really for the people who are religious people you'll be like oh my god but like that's why religion is so harmful is people claim it to be universal when it's based off their personal context 
Yeah. Right. And that leads to really it harmful. Can be harmful. Yeah. Very much. Very, very much harmful. Can be harmful. And this is the same deal with persuasion, right? When you claim that this is the way to persuade, and you like, and you are certain, what you're doing is you're asking for for harm because yep. it's gonna happen. Yep. And so I think that we see that throughout this episode. And let's so let's do this, right? Yeah. Let's jump into the episode. But before we do that, you got thirty seconds on the clock, my friend. Pretty sure it's your turn for a little bit of a recap. Mm, All right. Pretty sure it's your turn. Um, I definitely went last week. You say that, and away, but I think John we did it for you. Go. All right. So Unalak lies to Kor's face. Bolin relationship issues. Farrak Julie in a platypus bear. Tenzin joins Iki's tea party. Bolin bribes wrong people. They you know get engaged in then trial is a fiasco and clearly biased and Cora learns the truth seconds. about Unalak, about scoring poop out of the Judge Man, and then, you know, Kaya and Boomy make up, and then Team Avatar tries a prison break, but Unalak gets in the way, and then Barrick's all prepared with, like, a plane, and then they snag the prisoners, and then siblings make up, and then Tonrak learns the truth, and then Eska Three, tries to kill everybody, two, and then it's, they all run away. You did the whole thing. You got, you, that was pretty good. I felt like, that felt like more time. I, I thought I did pretty well. You did great. I, I think I nailed it. Did you it. say scared the poop out of the Judge? The, the, yes. Okay. I did say that. Okay. Yeah, scared the poop out of the judge. Yeah. Naga man. Yeah, scary. I I'm I'm there's definitely poop in that man's pants at that yeah. moment. So what are the persuasion tactics that we see throughout this episode? I, I mean, like let's, let's just let's, list a let's few. Start at the beginning. Let's just list a few. What do we see? Lying. We lying. Lying is a form of persuasion. Yes. Right? Yeah. Literally the first thing out of Unalak's mouth. And we <laughs> like, see, and do we not see that all the time? Yeah. Just yeah a, absolutely. Not even just lying, but like a blatant... Just a blatant, blatant lie. Just, yeah. Just not even just like, oh, Disregard there's a truth here. It's truth. just a complete yeah. made-up fact. Well, and that's that's something that's interesting because, you know, Brene Brown talks about this. Who? In Braving the Wilderness. Who? It's a book. Um, have you read it? Have you heard of her? Who? Brene Brown. The, like the color? Um, but yeah, she talks about, she just came out with a new book. She did Atlas of the heart. I can't wait to read it. Sponsor us. Turns out I haven't read it yet. Surprise. Um, but you know, it's cool. Um, anyway, like BS as a form of, this is Bill Bishop actually wrote a book on BS and uh, like talked about how, you know, there's the truth, which is, you know, what is fact, what is real. There is lying, which is a denial of the facts a denial of that but it still acknowledges that there's a truth and you're lying despite it Mm -hmm. and then there's bs which is like i don't care what is which way and when i'm just going to make things up to benefit me yep right to suit my argument and you know there's a a mixture of lying and bs coming from coming from udalak the whole time pretty much everything he says to cora yeah just absolutely fabricated and let's be real, as a form of persuasion... Or holds truth. Like, he'll say real things that happen, but, like, I think that's disregard. something that's different. I think there's... I, I want to classify that differently, but I think that's absolutely a, a, a tactic, for sure. Um, but I think as one form of persuasion is to lie outright. One form is to create a story that benefits you and say it, and you might believe it's true. You might be like, this. no, this is, I totally heard this. It's real, right? And that's called a confabulation mm-hmm. when you tell a lie honestly. Yeah. Right? But no matter what, t- saying something and asserting that it is the correct thing is a way to persuade people. Well, and I also think of 
saying something that is the truth, but not saying the whole truth. You know what I mean? Like and omitting like portions omitting of the truth, right? Yeah. So or things that aren't relative. Uh, in the trial, were you at this meeting? Yes. Yes. Were you? Okay, you're guilty. Well, yep. no, <laughs> no, no. Because being at that meeting doesn't necessarily mean that they tried to go through with it, right? Like that's that's not the same thing. Um, yeah. But nope, you were there. You were at the meeting, so clearly you're guilty, right? So, absolutely. That's a different thing. Yep. Um, we see fear used as a manipulation tactic. That was my next one. Absolutely. Lots of, Lots of fear. I hate it, especially from Eska. Eska. The I mean. Cora to the judge twice. I called that something different, but yes, I think fear intimidation. Is yeah, yeah. But I, I would say fear is the creating fear in the judge through intimidation is like yeah, twice yeah. right. If you kill them, I'm going to kill you. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, what? You take their lives. You see, I'll the take judge, yours. you see the judge's face of. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if this is worth what I agreed to. Um. Unalak. <laughs> yep. And then Unalak steps in to that moment, right, in a complete performative action and, you know, plays the hero by – so playing the good cop oh my in a manufactured way, right? He's... So that performance was very persuasive. It's almost like a political party that we have. Oh! That does a lot of liberal things, mm. maybe. Interesting. Except not – I don't yeah. know strange a lot of performative tactics. tactics yeah so like saying you will do things and then, and then not, not doing, doing them. them yeah interesting it will convince people but then what what i think that type of persuasion is lacking is like long-term credibility right that's sure that is a, a flaw of that persuasion tactic again lying as a persuasion tactic has a flaw in that when you are found out credibility is gone you would think you would think <laughs> right like because at a certain point if you built a, just utmost trust in an individual even though they've let you down time and time again um there we we stop you know we we don't stop there's there's a, sometimes we have relationships that are so important to us that we refuse to let those things persuade us i guess is what i'm trying to say sure getting lost in it but do you see what I'm saying? Do you get what like I don't know. I'm I'm it's making me think about like an example and I'm I'm not necessarily coming up with a, a great one. So Um it, you know, there are times where I, I think of, of children parent relationships. Your parents are supposed to be there for you. It's supposed to be a positive relationship, and so over and over again you let parents cross boundaries, you let parents talk to you in ways that we typically wouldn't maybe let others talk to us like that for a long period of time um, or over and over again. Is that like, and it's not, that's clearly not every situation, but that's what it kind of equates to to me is letting a parent cross my boundaries because they're my parent. And I feel like I have to have a relationship with them. I'm not saying me personally, but I feel like that is something that happens. So I wonder if that's bleeding into another form of, persuasion and that's leveraging relationship mm -hmm. to persuade yeah right so leveraging the power and the relationship we oh, already we've have. been best friends forever yeah exactly do, or you just I, do this I, thing. I, am, I am your father right i am like like you you, know, you should do this blood because, ties yeah right but kind of harking on this like cultural 
uh, emphasis on the nuclear family in a way, or whatever the cultural thing is of like, but friends are forever. Right. Right. And so I, I think that friends forever. That's a Saved by the Bell reference. I definitely think that can be a form of persuasion for yeah. sure. Uh, monetary bribery. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would love to be like persuaded by by some money. If anybody wants to persuade me to do some good things, I would love to be bribed to do them. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I, I would think- you call would you call a paycheck bribery? In um. I don't know if I like. This is not an argument that I don't I have. think I'm I would, because I, I think it's a like uh, a mutually agreed upon contract, and I don't know that bribery always is. Like again, I want square rectangle. Um, because like I maybe right. Like we definitely have heard of people taking jobs that are morally questionable because of salary. Yeah. Right. I wonder if that is sim- like that's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. So again, I would love to hear someone's perspective on this. Feel free to send us a voicemail to thearchivy at gmail.com to help us flesh this conversation out because I don't have the answer. Yeah, that could be a very long discussion. Yeah. Yikes. Interesting, though. But yeah, Boleyn here drops the ball also. Like, totally does not have <laughs> the, skill, <laughs> the skill to identify who perhaps could be bribed and I think in this that, that, situation. That shows, so we're clearly rooting for that team, right? Yeah, That's we are. That's who we're rooting for. Because there's and corruption there, on the other side. But there's also, but this is a form of corruption, right? Yeah. Now, even if it's done, yeah, it's means ends. The, they're they're saying, jo- you know, the ends justify the means by saying these are good people who are innocent people. So if yep. we have to bribe someone to get them free, then like, cool. And like in that situation, maybe. Well, and again, it's one of those things where will it serve purpose to solve the short term problem? Yes. Will that action end up being a long-term solution to this problem? No, it will not, because it will just create more corruption. And I think that that's – this goes back, and this isn't specifically – this is with the bribery we see here. I also would say that this equates to the fear-based persuasion that we see throughout the show. Mm-hmm. There are times where it is effective, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to cause long-term harm, right? Correct. Absolutely. You can take the appropriate amount of time to do something, the reasonable amount of time to do something on the front end, or you're going to have to spend the unreasonable amount of time dealing with something on the back end. Yeah, you said that once or twice. It's one of my favorite. But I find, I don't speak absolutes, but that is like, I view that as like an absolute law. As a core of your being. Um, Because I think like I think of parenting. Not well, parenting. I think of child and youth development. I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to speak to parents. Yep. I could easily convince a child to do something that is beneficial for them through fear yeah or shame or shame right yes absolutely if you run out there you could die like right that would be persuasive yes that would also likely cause harm over potentially trauma (laughs) especially if i was doing that repeatedly correct and so what we see is people nobody will love you if you wear that to school correct right and so we do that and we see those things happen we see this fear-based persuasion happen and it works and abuse so parents go, as persuasion and people say i'm gonna i'm gonna use that right like spankings yeah that got my child to stop screaming in the supermarket it works therefore as opposed to i don't have the time for this i need to talk to this child right now mm-hmm. and, and take the two minutes to figure out why they're crying yeah um, 
I feel like I'm, that's coming off super judgmental, so I apologize if that's well, the case. Well, I, I, I think it another... really isn't, but it is one of those things of, as some as as I work in youth development, I teach counselors and support staff and, and people who are working with kids regularly. Fear based isn't going to get you. You need to. Un, I want them to understand that there are consequences. Yeah. Allow them to understand consequences to certain things. Yep. But that is not necessarily coming at them and being like, you need to be scared of this, right? It's a and there's in the context there's a big difference between if you do that I'm calling your parents and they're going to be so mad versus like hey here are your options and if you don't listen here's a consequence to that option and here's your other option and here's the other consequence one could be positive one could be negative but I'm gonna let you make that choice right that is a very different tactic than you're speaking about choice theory yeah which a lot of people recommend so but we see that so fear based. While Cora uses it and it is effective, if she tries to do that for her entire life through multiple relationships, that is eventually going to become neg- like a very negative thing. Absolutely. And, and very quickly. Yeah. I think that's what I was getting to with that long rant. Yeah. I mean, ab- ab- abuse is effective. And there is so much data that suggests how harmful that it, it is. is so harmful long term for everyone. When I would so. just put that with fear-based, and, and we do it to ourselves. The reality is we, you know. Absolutely. When culture fear, tells us something and we begin to believe the, the cultural message, for instance, I might reference purity culture for, pe- for people who are emerging from, like, religious contexts that focus on, like, the purity of the body. And if you're, like, you know, a teen and in, in experiencing your hormones and living a natural life and you're told that everything that you are naturally feeling is going to condemn you to hell, so to speak, that's pretty harmful. And that's a form of abuse and religious trauma, right? And so it's not... She had flashbacks and, to, my, <laughs> to my youth, and, and, I, think I, and I hated it. What's scary about <laughs> that, that is that you don't even have to be a part of that religion to be affected by it. Yeah. You can be outside of the religion. You can be an atheist having your heyday. And you can still be culturally indoctrinated into this message of believing that you're terrible you know, because you're, you have to, you're terrible because, yeah, because you, you are. did this. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty dangerous. You shouldn't do that. Well, and we do it culturally with so many things, right? So uh, many things. If you, if you hook up with someone after the first date. Yeah. You're a bad you're person. You're less than. You're less than. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. It doesn't long It's a fear-based work. tactic. Correct. And there's causes harm. Data to prove that, oh too. <laughs> yeah. The things, we, the tangents we could go off. I, I'm realizing persuasion was a was a this is a loaded a loaded discussion. <laughs> so, can we let's let's go let's move more in the episode. Let's yeah. let's move towards some. What are some positive ones that we notice? In oh here? my god, engagement, being present. Tell me, tell me more. Right. So, Tenzin does. Oh, Tenzin messes up. This is a masterpiece. Show, but this is he does it so well right here. Yeah, he does. I agree. And just recognizing that to get Iki home safe, to get her to a place where she's comfortable and like requires him to be present mm-hmm. and engaged in what she's doing and then allowing for that conversation and moment to develop. And then even she kind of, she, she gives a little back to him, which is such a nice moment of, he's like, well, these are your siblings and they do all these great things. And she's like, well, your siblings do these great things. And he's like, well, she says she goes first. She does and go then first. And then he, he says it. And that's, that's important for what I, this is, we talked about imitation earlier. Yes. Briefly. But this is, uh, there's a, there's a story I, I learned about uh, an anecdote about um, a man 
who believed he was a chicken. And so he acted like a chicken. He was eat, like pecking the ground like a chicken. He was acting and doing everything as if he were a chicken because he truly believed he was a chicken. And so like people tried to be like, hey, you're not a chicken. You should, you should come out from under the table. <laughs> and that didn't work because he thought he was a chicken. So he's going to keep going. And then what happened is other people would try other things. They tried like X, Y, and Z, and it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work until a rabbi comes along. And what he does is he starts to imitate this man and acts like a chicken. He acts like the chicken. He becomes the chicken, and he, he does the same thing that the man is doing. And then every now and then he stops after doing it and imitating it for a while. He starts to question and be like, I don't like sitting like this. And then the other guy looks up and is like, starts to, since he's looking at another chicken, he starts to be like, oh, if he's a chicken and he says that, can, can I see that too? And then he keeps going and then he starts to say, I'm kind of hungry and I'm not interested in the seed anymore. I kind of want, want this. And then the guy looks up, he's like, what? And, and, they, and then he starts to slowly ask questions and become a part of it and comes at it from the man's level and eventually the man listens to the rabbi and they come out from under the table and it's really interesting because it's all through this mode of imitation and i see that process from tenzin here from the very beginning can i join you iki's like i'm mad tenzin's like i'm mad too iki's like my siblings are the worst tenzin's like mine are too Iki's like, I really like this this these group of people. He's like, I like them too. And so he repeats her and models her language the whole time. And it is only after Iki is like, oh, but I love Kaya. I love Boomy. And then Tenzin's like, oh, well, I love Milo. And I love Janora. And again, this whole track until she's like, you're right. We're in this together. And then oh i got chills i just got chills it's incredible well, i noticed that like that is an example because it's uh it's my favorite moment it arguably might be my favorite moment in the Korra, show. yeah right like if not even after i love this moment so much it is very easily my high of the episode right so yeah um and what you're seeing is you're seeing him take the time yes you're seeing him put in the reasonable time on the front end yep than having to deal with the continuation of this conflict. Then saying, come back. You're come. coming with me. Because then you're just like that you conflict's going to... You young lady. You solved the problem there, but it's only going to continue to grow until it's maybe something you can't solve, right? So you see him take the time in this moment. And it's it's beautiful. And I, I think what we're seeing here is what does persuasion look like when it's not fear-based? Yes. When it's out of love? Yes. When it's out of compassion? Yes. When it's out of connectedness? Mm-hmm. Like, we're seeing what persuasion looks like in really beautiful moments, and it is the exact antithesis to the fear-based persuasion that we see throughout the entire episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there. if I were to put it into a headline, I'd say the power of imitation lies in its capacity to help the person you're imitating be seen and yep. feel understood, right? Yeah. And I, I think that that is really interesting because there's a lot of science behind imitation in infants, right? And parents imitating children. And what that establishes is a sense of self. And what you're literally doing is saying, by seeing you, I am acknowledging your humanity. 
And that's what's happening in this situation. I am by by imitating my you, I am acknowledging that you exist, that you're real. I hear you. I understand you. Mm-hmm. That's what's being communicated through that imitation. And I think that can be leveraged in a very harmful way. And in this example, it was profoundly amazing and important <laughs> and amazing. It was just, it's so good. It's so good. So well, we, we've seen the opposite of that, right? Sure. Tell me more. Uh, I'm going to go with the NRA, right? What? In the negative way. We've okay. seen the opposite of that, right? Okay. So, hey, you're, I'm scared. You're scared. By gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. Those moments are right there. That's hey, a great example. Hey, you don't have a lot of money. People want to tax you. I don't have a lot of money. I don't want to be taxed. Yeah. Policies that support that. Absolutely. Right? The fear is taxation. Yeah. Right? So it can be, again, very much saying that can be used in a negative fashion. Right. And this is a great example of how powerful it can be to use it for good. Fear, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, God, I love that moment. It's so good. Yes. So, so good. Uh, other options that I think are helpful and can be used well is logic. I read a quote when I was looking for quotes on this, and it says, you can't logic your way out, out of a situation that someone didn't logic the, their way into. <laughs> that's, that's so true. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so the thought being that, like, if someone has this deep belief in – Rooted in a lie or rooted, rooted in, in a lie BS. or BS that you can't, you're not, you're never going to be able to pull them out of that using the, that tactic, right? The tactic of logic data, things like that. Fascinating. It's kind of like moving the elephant. Yeah. And th- so that's referencing switch. Yes. Right. Chip and Dan Heath, I think wrote that and yeah. not click there's switch. There's the writer, the elephant, or is it Orion Ron Brockman? No, I think they wrote Click. You get me confused. I think it's Chip and Dan. Click Heath. is a different book. Um, We're talking about Switch. Yes. It's also a movie. <laughs> anyway. Continue. Uh, yeah, so that's the rider, the elephant, and then shaping the path are forms of persuasion, right? right? It's, it's forms of creating change, and I think that that's important. Yeah, and acknowledging those things, like the emotional side, the is logical the elephant, side. Right? You've got you've to be able to move the emotional side before yeah. you move the logic. The, the logic, controlling an elephant that's, like, scared is not going to work. Correct. Right? If, no, you don't need to be scared of a mouse. Logically, that's very silly. Yeah, the rider's not going to be helpful. That's very small human on a very large elephant. Yep, <laughs> not a big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's important. But I think that we do see logic, and we see Tone Rock do that at the end of this episode right so like why shouldn't we retaliate against the north well the south would would get crushed right if we do retaliate and with force then we will we're done we there's no way to yep. win if we do it that way yep right um and you know in a, a real live example of that is you know dr dr martin luther king jr uh that was his whole stance and why nonviolent resistance was so important because if we use violence then we're gonna be <laughs> there we won't exist if we use violence right and so that's why nonviolent tactics were so important there see andre henry's episode he has a book coming out by the way can't wait you, to read it you friend of the podcast that yeah, yeah. Friend of the podcast recommend what's the title of the book so we can go uh, pre-order it to all the white friends i couldn't keep and there's a subtitle but i do not recall 
Um, but it's about social justice, and I highly recommend it. Yeah. A lot of books referenced today. You know. Love my, that. That's my thing. But yeah, I like that quote, though. Can't logic your way into something, or your way out of something that someone logic didn't, didn't logic, logic their way into. Into yeah. their way. That's interesting. I like that a lot. What else? Others? What else did I write? I think so. big takeaway point, because I think that, you know, as we're looking at this episode, the questions that popped up for me is, all right, so persuasion, not necessarily good or bad, right? There's so many things that we've talked about that Absolutely. are tools. It is a tool in the toolbox. It's it, exactly it, what it, it is. And how you use the tool, it determines the... <laughs> and whether you should use the tool. Correct. And, and I think that's... So when the questions that I walk away with that I don't think we're coming to an answer in this episode, so sorry, y'all, you know... When is it okay to let yourself be persuaded? When do we even recognize that, right? Um, Interesting question. Because, you know, Iki could have put her foot down. You know what I mean? Like, and, sure. and she's not, she's, maybe she's not as aware of this in this moment as it's happening, but she let herself kind of get to that point through being open, being listening, mm-hmm. being engaged in that experience. That's not always the case, right? Some people are going to, put their foot down sometimes i'm gonna put my foot down Mm -hmm. especially when i have an awareness it's like don't do that (laughs) like right so you know i get silver lininged at work and i'm like i'm like "Mm, no thank you don't do that that doesn't feel good right now don't do that um and so when do we when do we put our foot down and when do we allow ourselves to kind of be persuaded is a question that pops up for me why are we trying to be persuasive (laughs) i think is important because we think we're right yeah, I think if you are if 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 you realize you're trying to persuade someone to do something, the context as to why is important. Yeah, and, and so think, often we ask the question, the awareness piece is half the battle, right? So Yeah, and I think that's a really good point to consider is like to ask that question of ourselves and say, why am I trying to persuade this person of this thing? And if you can answer that, that will be very helpful for you to establish mutual purpose with the other person. Hey, I, I want to convince you about this because I believe that X, Y, and Z is at stake. So, this is going to seem, seem minuscule, but this is a moment. Because I think you, it, one of the other things is, is it worth trying to persuade you of this? Sure. Uh, love watching movies. Have for my entire life. Sure. One of the things that I used to be really bad about was trying to convince people that good movies were good movies and bad movies were bad movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. If I'm asking myself why, the majority of the time is like, it doesn't matter. This is, yeah. I don't care if you don't like that movie. I don't care if I don't like that movie. Yeah. It brought you joy. My caveats will always be like, is that a harmful movie or is it a harmful show or is does it cause harm in a way? And if you are perpetuating that harm, stop it. But other yeah. than that, uh, yeah. What harm is there in liking a certain movie? Yeah, correct. Or liking a certain genre right a lot of people judge people who watch like anime in general right oh you watch anime uh right i can't be with i can't like spend time with you right and it's, it, well, it's huge in fandoms right and people it's, it's, people who don't like cora yeah yeah uh, no you shouldn't like cora you know because it's not good you shouldn't like cora and you, you're dumb for not for liking it yes why? Why are you trying to persuade me of this? Like, what, this is bringing me great joy. What good, what good <laughs> is it doing? And so I think that's a real question because we do it often. 
I, you know, I did not want to listen to Taylor Swift's three-hour album. I, it might be good. I just wasn't interested in listening to it. Same. Do, do I need to convince anyone that they also shouldn't listen to it? No. 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 Right? No. Are there other things that might be worth doing that? Yes. Oh, there are certainly albums and people that I've, when someone says, like, I listen to this, that I'm willing to say, like, I don't. Here's why. And here's why. Because that person does this. And, it and might, I don't want to give them money. But I think right? what you need to let, we, we, not you, but what we need to allow room for is saying, hey, I'm I'm going to offer this to you, but whether you pick it up or not is up to you. Right. Right? And, and it's one of those things where it's, I'm, it's my responsibility to say something for my integrity to let you know that this is a thing that is problematic about what you're, you know, putting your faith in. And you're not like my responsibility. I am just offering this to you because I think that it's important. And again, whether you pick it up or not is up to you. Yeah. So why are we trying to be persuasive? And then the other question I think is, is deeply important is how are we trying to be persuasive? Yeah. If we are trying to do it through fear, that's a red flag. I agree. That's a red flag. And it doesn't mean like, because there's sometimes where it's like, please don't cross the road. You could get hurt. Yeah. I don't want you to get hurt. Yep. I love you. I care about you. Yep. Already by saying those things, you have taken what is fear-based yep. and turned it into something that is through love and compassion and support just by wording it that way. Yeah. Versus like, if you walk in the street, you will die by getting hit by a car. Which may or may not be true. But that is already shifted into the fear mindset of that. Mm-hmm. And so it does sh- it's, it's a balance. But how we are persuading and why we are persuading, very two important questions. And, and I think for, for, for those of us who come to this like boundary where it's like, this is the only tool that I have is, is fear, maybe. Right? This is the only tool. And I don't like Cora, for instance. That is the tool she knows. That is how the to tool be, she knows. That is, is what she knows she how to do it. It's because because she is a very powerful bender and very powerful and has her stuff together and has Naga in general. And so she's used to leveraging that power to get what she needs because it has worked for her. And so when we have these tools in our tool belt that continually get used because that's the only one we have, of course, why would I blame somebody from using a hammer to, to do something that requires a, another tool, right? When that's the only tool they know how to use, right? It's like <laughs> people need to do things. They need to have feel this. We talked about agency and how empowering that is, right? If you remove that, of course people are going to get hurt. Yeah. It's interesting because when you think about it in the different contexts, like at literal tools, yeah. hey, you need a screwdriver, not a hammer. You need a... Well, saw. <laughs> are you giving me a screwdriver? No. Then I'm going to have to use the hammer. Yeah. Versus, you need a screwdriver for that. Yeah. I have a screwdriver. Yes. Here's how you use the screwdriver. Yeah. Now you get to choose whether or not you want to use the hammer or the screwdriver. Yeah. Right? And so that is a very... I'm just more comfortable that's with the a, hammer. Which is a... That is... <laughs> yep. Uh Trying to convince people to, like, persuade people into, like, using new operating systems versus, like... Yeah. This tool is more efficient, it is better, and it is proven to be used in this way. And you are still going to not use it? And so that's, again, reasonable time. I remember uh, when I was working at a summer camp, we had to reshift the entire uh, swim lake safety procedures. We had to do a bunch, yeah. right? Yeah. Because what that we sounds were like doing... be terrifying. What we were doing was fine... But it had a lot of gaps of like, 
if someone goes missing, uh, we, we don't really know how to find them quickly, right? Yeah. So, so it took a lot of – but we knew that we couldn't just, like, make the change between summers and expect people to be on board with it. Yeah. Why, did, why, why are we changing it? It was fine the way it was. So we had to survey people on what they felt like. We had to get input. We had to present different possible, like— You're establishing you, modes of credibility. Like, right, and so here are some options that we have. You said you wanted this. Here's what we think might work. That pool of shared meaning, that shared purpose, was the reason that more people were like buy in, buy in on what we were doing. You got to motivate the elephant. But we got to recognize we were leading that. That was a massive change, and it came from a place of love. We want our kids to be safe. We want to make sure that we're taking care of them. We want to make sure that we're we're giving them what they need to be successful during swim time. The way we tried to persuade it was lifting it up to a group and bringing everyone in. And it was a, you know, a moment of inclusion versus if we don't do this, everyone will die. You have to do it or you'll get fired. We had a much better time navigating that change than, than what could have potentially happened. Yeah. And just acknowledging the transparency in that as well. Right. This is what we're trying to do. We want you to be on board. That's why we want your opinion. Yep. All the things. Again, we can be persuasive, and there are tools available. It just, again, it requires work on the front end in order to make it so that you don't have to put in, continue to use fear-based tactics in order to accomplish what you need, which eventually won't work. Well, we see it not work, right? Unalak has used fear-based tactics the entire way, and then at a certain point, he still tries to use it, and Cora says, nope, I'm done. Boundary has been found. Yeah. You've been found out. Yep. The fear is no longer going to work. Right? Yep. That happens. We see it dissolve there in the moment. Yep. Anything La- else? Last thing. Sure. Pooping as a distraction. Pooping as a distraction. Yeah, pooping money, especially as a distraction. Yeah. That's going to persuade people to look the other way. Again, a different form of bribery, but distraction. Misdirection. As, distraction as a, as a means of persuasion, right? I'm going to distract you from what I'm actually trying to accomplish so that I can accomplish what I need oh, to do. Oh, and that happens. Yeah. Huh? That's a thing. Yeah. Do it all the time. Yeah. I don't do it all the time. Oh, good. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Anything else? Nope. It's a good conversation. There's a lot we could do, but it's just not worth it. Oh, we don't have the time. We don't have the time. We don't have the time. No time. time. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with a a few of our favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things.
everybody. Welcome back. It is a pleasure having you still listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you for not shutting us off yet. That's very kind of you. Maybe you did take a break. Who knows? Maybe you did shut us off for a little Probably while. Pause but us. you came back. If you, if you listen to us on the commute, I assume that depending on how your commute is likely not 53 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yikes. Or longer. Or right? longer. Anyway, here it we go. It could be. That is a commute. That's a commute there. My commute's about an hour long just to school and back. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so what we're doing now is we have a series of our final segments. Our first one is going to be our nooks and crannies. Nooks and crannies of the episode. What? Yeah, nooks and crannies. Which one's the positive and which one's the negative? It's up to you. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) But you didn't like any of the other ones I've I like a breakfast nook. So that's going to be the positive one. Okay, we'll do that. Nooks. Yeah, so. I hate, like, I don't, I've never heard anything. I feel cramped in a cranny. Yeah. Yeah. Crawl space. Ooh, cranny. Bedroom and crawl space. Cozy? No, no. We're calling it nooks and crannies right now. I hate. I keep on testing titles. Seriously, and this is a tangent, but I, anything under. Hate's a strong word. Hate, 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 hate. Anything under a house. You're not getting me to do it. My response is always going to be pay somebody to pay do someone it. to do it. <laughs> we don't have that money. I don't care. Pay some if we have to like get stuff out from under the house. Nope. <laughs> don't no. Well, I don't like being confined into small spaces, and then I hate like creepy crawly things. So crannies that, aren't like, good for you then. No. Right, interesting. Well, I or keep like on a warm, cozy breakfast nook with like some. A nice little breakfast sandwich. So you're saying that this should from bagels, now on bagels be from brand wines and crannies because this is clearly the one that, that fits. I keep on trying new titles. And maybe you keep brand on wise will brand wines will sponsor us. Maybe, maybe it's a bagel place in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and it is all right. Well, having not heard a verdict, I might have to keep on trying new names. Quite but good. We'll see. All right, so we should pick a new one every time. That's what I've been doing. So yeah, because yeah, you keep on shutting them down. How about, I'll, I'll come up with a name next time. Well, it can't be one that I've already used. Done. Okay. Yeah. I'll pick a different name. I've come up with all the easy ones so far. Yeah. Okay. I'll pick a hard one. Fine. Okay. Let's tart with nooks. Let's tart with like a Let's little breakfast like a little breakfast tart in our <laughs> breakfast nook. Seriously, I like a good breakfast nook. All right. What is your Say breakfast nook one more time? Breakfast nook. nook. <laughs> what is your breakfast nook for the episode? It's the it's the Tenzin Iki moment. I yeah, it it's is so such good. a. I'm first of all, I'm a sucker for almost anything that has like kids finding themselves and, yeah. um, or being heard and being seen. I saw uh, I saw Encanto this this past weekend. A movie, yes, it's a movie. And there's a moment where like you can sponsor us too. A child finds their purpose, mm. and I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> love those moments. Um, yeah. so sucker for that. So a moment where Iki feels seen. A moment where. Tenzin is doing all the right things and being supportive, and it's just a beautiful moment. Love it. Yeah. I mean, if I had to pick mine, that would absolutely be it also. But for the sake of choosing a different one, I I really loved in this episode kind of – I had this wow moment with Korra and her bending. Mm -hmm. Um, Just such an accomplished bender, and just the ease with which she goes into and out of the Avatar state and has such – you know. Uh, capacity to control it is something we don't really see in Aang's yeah. era uh, in his shows. Not and, that he couldn't do it later you know, in life, yeah, but we, absolutely. Don't, we don't see it in him as a 12-year-old. And and so I think we just see more powerful bending in a way um, 
from from Cora more regularly. And I think this moment where she's on the plane and just has this massive, massive amount of water displaced, these giant ships, it's just it's super cool. And I, I just immediately like with because she can go into it. Yeah, like it she, looked cool. Yep. It was I was I thought it was super neat. Yeah, that was my high. Very my nice. Nook, excuse me. Let's talk about those brecky nookie. Those dirty crannies. Dirty. <laughs> that sounded terrible. I hate that. I'm never saying that again. That felt bad. Yeah. So my cranny. That felt terrible. Yeah. yeah is uh, there's a lot of gendered language in this episode, and we didn't really talk about it yet. But okay. there's there's just a lot of language from from Cora about marriage, saying isn't the guy supposed to ask. Uh, pop the question, and there's this language of calling women crazy, and Varric does that like several times throughout the episode. Yeah, and I, I really just, I, that turned me off, like, yep, quite a few times, and I didn't like it. So that's that's my low. Yep. Um, mine is my the, cranny. The amount of fear-based um, persuasion that we see from Cora. Mm. Um, and I, this isn't to pick on Cora. It's a her capacity for good is is so immense, immense. Yeah, and she lives into it so many times throughout mm-hmm. the series. Yeah, um, and so I, I like always want to see her do the best, but we stumble, we fall, we're fallible, and I think that that's yeah. a moment of that. But in that fear based, and I, I feel like I'm harping on that this episode, but I think that is such a potent thing that we deal with, mm-hmm. and so yeah, um seeing her fall into that trap is one that I'm like, I don't, you can do, you can, you can do better. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe in you, Cora. And I see your potential and I want you to live into it. And so that's a moment where I'm like, I don't love that. I I hear you. Not because it's a bad moment in the episode, just because I'm like, (sighs) growth. Okay. (laughs) So, all right, so we're moving now into our devotion, devotion, right? So this week we are analyzing our intentions through the lens of persuasion and the element of air, and this is kind of our our, our gig. And what we're doing is we're we're picking or setting an intention for this week. And again, we are asking that you do this at home. Like, what what is an intention that you want to set for yourself? Uh, based off our conversation about persuasion, based off your own reflection and watching this episode about persuasion, and then the element of air and whatever that means to you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to tell you about our intentions, and we'd love to hear yours. Feel free to share them with us. Tweet at us. Use any of the bending, not breaking handles, BNB underscore pod on all the medias. Share it with us. We'd love to hear about it. So, Chun Chine. Yeah. What is your intention through air through the element of air i'm gonna do this with a little splash of water but the water is not the important part the air is the important it's the part. water vapor um when you're the the what kind of pictured to me was when you are underwater and your lungs are full but you slowly start to need air more and more and more mm. and what turns into calmness in the water turns into scrappy fight do whatever you have to to get your head above water and i see that in the way that we treat people in the way that i respond to people 
And so making sure that I'm doing things that are giving me air, that are giving me breath, that are life-giving, uh, taking care of myself by doing mm. those things and being around people that I love. and Wow. Um, so that when I'm making tough decisions, when I'm navigating the world around me, that you're, I am not... You're doing it with your lungs full. Exactly. Because what we see is, what I will revert to is fear-based persuasion. Yeah. Fear-based tactics. In moments of whatever, crisis. I'm going to do we... whatever I have to to get out of that situation. Yeah. And so making sure that I'm making decisions, that I am speaking with people and engaging with people through work or anything else with as much lung in my air as possible. Lungs in your air? Air in my lungs as possible. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And so that's kind of my intention is to make sure that I'm putting intentional moments this week that's on my so calendar yeah. to give me breath, to give me air. What's an example of one of those things? Uh, I like rock, I've gotten really into rock climbing recently, and so making time to like go climbing is one of those things. Spending time with friends that I love, not even just doing anything specific, but just like going and getting dinner or quality time. just quality time. I think those are things. And if I do those things, it makes the tougher decisions and moments where I don't have that yeah. work where I'm feeling exhausted or whatever it might be. I'm hopefully going to be responding in a way that is not me scrapping and grasping for air, but as me calm and still. Um, and so yeah. that's what I would like to, that's where I would like to get to this week. No, I love that. Yeah. I heard recently, from I think probably one of my classes, but when we are in crisis, we default to the the system that we are in, and if our if the system we are in is not good, then we're going to default to that, whether it's in our values or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but in moments of crisis, that's what we our lowest rung is the system that we're in, and so that's kind of scary. Um, that make me feel good. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, my intention uh thinking about persuasion and air is you know i often think about how we are like the the air is this hurricane it's wild it's it's it has the so much howling and and uh, it, it can be a gentle breeze also. And I think about all of these spaces that, that air can create and come from. And I, I think about the, the capacity that all of those things have to create change and being able to access those different at, like types of air is something that I, I want to learn more about. So like what I'm kind of being called to do is to, to, to learn more about the tools that I have within my reach to, to do better. And I want to learn about like, when is it appropriate to use a gentle breeze and when is it appropriate to maybe blow a little harder? Mm -hmm. Right. When is it appropriate to, um, to whine a little bit as the wind howls through X, Y, and Z. And like, when is it appropriate to do that? And like, let myself, say what's on my mind and what's bothering me and what's what's hard and complain right and so how do i lean into that and what are the tools that i could be using better and so i i'm planning on i'm done with exams starting tomorrow and actually the day this airs um i will be done with my exams and i'm gonna read for pleasure and i'm gonna read a book that's been on my list for a hot minute so that's what i'm gonna do this week Sure, I've got a great Star Wars book recommendation. 
about wind? No, just a book that you can read for pleasure. Oh, no, I'm reading. This is nonfiction. I have other. I'm <laughs> reading a lot of romance novels. Oh, fun for my beach reads. So I'm not going to make it through the Star Wars canon challenge for those. You're 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 turning in I'm, the towel I'm, already. I'm done. <laughs> We're, we're in December. You're almost there. Except no, there was a, there was a slew of like 200 comics that come in one after the other, and they were all mediocre, and so, and it killed me. I lost Yikes. all motivation. Um, it also started to feel kind of like a chore, and at yeah. that point, I was like, I committed to this early on, but I do not have to. This was for me, and yeah. it is no longer serving. It is its no purpose. longer for me. <laughs> um, and so else. I don't feel the need to finish it, and I'm okay with that. Wow. Well, I'm I might keep reading that. some of that stuff. I'm skipping the rest of the comics. If, if there's a Star Wars comic that is past Empire Strikes Back that you're like, no, oh, this is a must read, then you can tell me that. But other than that, like, I, I'm deleting my Comixology subscription. I do not care anymore. Yikes. <laughs> like, I'm, I'll read all the books at some point, but I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I hear you. Oscar season's coming around. I want to actually watch those movies and other yeah. things. And Yeah, I hear you. But, hey. Okay. Well, I'm grateful for that, and I'm also grateful for a character in this episode, but before I share, I want to hear you share. Yeah, I am grateful for Julie. Ooh, we haven't talked about Julie Yeah, because often. no one else is, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to be grateful for her. Cause I'm Varric, grateful for Varric Julie. Varric never, never really is. Um, and I don't know, because my question is like, Not on screen. would I have ever been like persuaded to get into a platypus bear? Um under uh, like under Varric and like make him how much is she getting tea? paid I don't, probably not a lot um man i don't i mean so like that's I the hope she's getting paid a lot because like she goes through some abuse right so you think um, <laughs> i i want to give gratitude to her because i i just she is a character that i like enjoy yeah and i don't like seeing her mistreated gratitude to julie because Varric doesn't give it to her. Yeah, not nearly enough anyway. No. Um, if at all, I guess. Um, but yeah, I love that. I am grateful for Kaya. Because we didn't really talk about her oh either. Oh my god. You're going to make me cry. This moment with Boomy is a tear-inducing moment for is me. Is so heartfelt. Because this is this is the moment where in last episode oh, it's making me tear up now this is the moment where in last episode some she would have made a jab yep and and she doesn't and she doesn't and that a bit like just that hey you are enough and oh it's just gorgeous oh, it's it, two moments because it's, like, it's so it's, real because well, it's it's already a moment that even when before she shows up him uh, talking to, to his, his dad, dad. I, I i just wanted to make you proud I hope I did. That moment, you're just like, ah, oh, there's so much pain and, and regret that, and right? shame and like, yeah. he's getting to do these things. And for her to show up and say, you are enough. You made him proud. Yeah. Here's a hug. So simple and so meaningful. And something well within our capacity that we so often deny. We skip it. We, we don't think to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And something just by telling someone you're enough. Yeah. And giving a hug if they want one. Yeah. For six seconds. At least. That's how long it takes the endorphins to kick in. Things we know. Yep. Wow. Well. Love that moment. That's This whole episode really is just a touchstone for, for awesome. Yeah. 
One of the best core episodes, I think. Yeah. So much going down. And it's in season two. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Cora haters. <laughs> <laughs> I will convince people that they should watch Cora. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. Big thanks to everyone, especially our patrons, for supporting us. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can. There's some perks and freebies and things like that, including live episodes via Zoom that you can be a part of, episodes early, mini episodes that take place on Patreon, and and a little bit more than that. So, especially in December, we're putting out three mini episodes. Yeah, good good amount of content just for patrons. Live episode coming out uh, next Monday. Yeah, for patrons. So if you wanted to be a part of that, yeah, join on in. It's not too late. Not at all. It's not too late. It's never too late. Point. Yep. BNB underscore pod at Patreon and on all of the social medias. Yeah. All the things. You should join. (laughs) Follow, rate, review. That's me trying to convince you. (laughs) Follow, rate, review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a huge help to us and and an immense amount of support. If you don't want to support us through Patreon, that is another way to do it. Absolutely. Um, Would love to. And just tell your friends about us. Yeah. All your avatar friends. All the things. This has been a wonderful episode of Season 5, Episode 4, Civil Wars Part 2. So many numbers. That's right. It's a part-tour. Great. Here we are. All right. I'm Sunshine Mayfield. This has been. And this has been Bending Not Breaking. Thanks for listening.